Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O. And hi, this is Kaleo, her co-host, and it's fabulous to be here. Aloha, everyone. Uh, today we are going to do a show on soul chemistry, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about first is, first of all, nice to have you back. It's nice to be back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've been, you know, as you know, I've been a little bit busy running around and doing different things. And soul chemistry, please tell me there's not going to be math involved. Uh, no, no math involved. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, it's harder than math for some people. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about before we got going was uh, next week, uh, we will not be doing a show. We will be down at the Neil Blaisdell Center. Uh, the Hawaii Women's Expo, Expo yeah. and I will be doing three lectures down there, one on Friday at 7 p.m., one on Saturday and Sunday each day at 1 p.m., so that's going to be a really fun event. I think that they're going to have a ton of stuff to do down there. Have you looked at the flyer? I've not seen the flyer yet. I've just been kind of going over your material, but I'm pretty excited because I know there's a lot of different uh uh, modalities of uh, health practitioners and just all kinds of different things and speakers. Yeah, there's a bunch of speakers. There's, I know that uh, they recently have uh, joined forces with like the sewing crafts um, people that there was a show oh, before. That quilting thing there. That, that's yeah. incredible artwork. Yeah, there, it is incredible artwork. And, and lots of like sewing classes, things pertain to fashion some fashion shows, celebrity and their pets fashion show. There's really a lot of booths, a lot of wellness booths, tons of things to do there, tons of speakers. And one of the things that I thought was really kind of neat is they lowered the price this year. So it's three, $3 instead of 5 I believe it was before. So that's very affordable for everybody. And so what, will you, what, what are you going to be doing then, other than your, your talks, your lectures? I will also be offering mini-readings, and we will be doing those. Um, we will have a booth where I will be set up behind a curtain. <laughs> Don't look behind the, the I, curtain. <laughs> pay no, no attention to the woman behind the curtain. Exactly. <laughs> that's but, my part. <laughs> the reason that it's really kind of cool, and the reason that we set it up that way is so that people have a little bit of privacy so they don't feel like they're right in the middle of an expo, you know, asking questions about their love life and all that. Well, you know what I think is great, though? And I know you're talking about privacy, and I've felt this way before about readings and things like that at different fairs and, and shows and things like that. And you're kind of, you know, a lot of people would really like to have a reading, but they feel a little apprehensive about, about being seen having a reading, so it is a lot more comfortable for them. But the good news is I think so many more people are doing it. It's becoming so much more viable and so much more real to people and natural for people to have readings. Yeah, it's become more accepted, especially here in Hawaii. Everybody, uh, nobody really judges anybody or looks at any, it, you know, metaphysically like it's craziness or whatever. So they're very into health, spiritual well-being, and they are starting. It's really wonderful because psychics and intuitives, anybody along those lines are starting to look at, they're looking at as a more respectable profession and someone that can actually help guide you or teach you things about the spiritual side of life or just how to get in touch with your own intuition and how to use how to use more of your spiritual sense inside fully within your physical life, so that's really a great thing. Well, so, um, uh, curiosity, of course, I know uh, because uh, because I work with you uh, so often, but uh, could you explain to the listeners then 
Um, what, what's entailed in a mini-reading? What is a mini-reading about? A mini-reading is we'll have 10 minutes, and 10 minutes is $25. And what a mini-reading really is for, and it should be for whether you come see me or for anybody else, it should be a test reading, basically, or like if for somebody who's never had a reading before, you can kind of see what it's about. For somebody who's never seen that particular reader, it's for you to get an idea of if you like that particular reader and how does they read. So <clears throat> they're very important. In fact, they should also offer you a special rate. As you know, my rates are, you know, quite a bit higher, but when I do mini readings, I feel like People, new people need to come and see if they're interested. They also need to come and see if, if we gel together nicely. Your, your psychic or your intuitive should be somebody that you're very comfortable with and you like the flow. It, you should pick them like you pick a doctor or um, any type of consultant in your life. If, if you feel like you match well with them, then that's a wonderful person to have read, re, have a reading by. But if you don't feel comfortable with them, you'll know within the first 10 minutes and then you haven't wasted all that money. So basically, uh, being on some of it is about uh, creating a rapport, yeah. and, and also um, for the the, uh, the customer or the client, it's it's really seeing you know kind of feeling out your accuracy of those kinds of things, right? And, or just uh, the um, energetic chemistry. Energetic chemistry, yeah. because yeah, that's, where you, that's where you find the connection then in relation to. Uh, finding a reader that's uh, appropriate for you. Right. Well, and everybody reads differently. There are a lot of different styles of readers. Even if they're trained in the same place, they don't read the same way. So it's very important that you find someone that matches because there are a lot of negative readers. Um, There's some that try not to be negative and, you know, and some that try to be very positive. So it depends on what you're really looking for. I am a very positive reader. I don't think negativity really needs to come into any type of reading, but I will be honest with you. So if you are, if you do come to my booth, don't ask a question you don't want to know. Actually, if you're on the air, don't ask a question you don't want to know the answer to. I mean, that's really Yeah, because she'll give it to you. I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be – anyways, I've been very booked at lectures on Oahu, completely booked at the lectures with my mini readings. When I go to lectures, I am swamped the whole entire day. I have a wait list usually for the next lecture. So if you have missed me on previous lectures at the Hawaii Women's Expo at the Neil Blaisdell Center on Friday the 10th, Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday, September th- uh, 12th, Right, 10th, 11th, and 12th. You should come down. It's three dollars to get in. Lectures are free. It's only three dollars. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. mini readings, twenty-five dollars. Plenty of food, plenty of vendors, and all that sort of thing. So that'll be fun. Anyhow, that was a very long story to explain well, well, why I won't be on here next week. And then, then you have some other exciting news. Yes. With the book. Yeah. Yeah, I have the this soul chemistry is actually. Today's show is based on a chapter in the book called Soul Chemistry. It will be coming, the final approval will be in about probably 10 days, so it will be going to print very shortly, which means hopefully end of September, beginning of October, we will be able to be selling that. So look for that. That is definitely um, causing a stir with some people that have read the manuscript already. They are loving this book. It's really a reference guide. It's something that you can go back to and read over and over again. It has lots of different chapters on intuition, your creation, spiritual health, soul chemistry. It's really a great read. Tons of stories, but there's it's a has 
a way of explaining how you can use all these things in your own life. Law of Attraction, it talks about universal laws. It's really a great uh, book. So I really like the way that each chapter builds upon uh, the other you know, right. uh, throughout the book, which to me is any, any good book, no matter what it is, will, will do for you. So it has some nice basic building blocks, explanations, and then it just goes from there right. uh, to each level. Well, thanks. And we do have callers on the air, but since we went off and talked about why we won't be here next week, we should talk a little bit about soul chemistry. One of the uh, things that if anybody listens to this show, they realize that I get a, a majority of calls, um, you know, will be either relationships or career, a lot of relationship questions. And that I found very interesting. So when I channeled the book, I had a lot of information that it was given to me about relationships and how people choose different people to be in a relationship with and how that affects, you know, what's happening out there. So one of the things that I noticed right off the bat is people choose people based on, you know, oh, they look cute or they like me and that type of thing. So they will date and they just really date based on superficial reasons. They date on, you know, well, they're unhappy because they haven't been in a relationship and this person seems to pay them attention and they, they seem like, it's almost like they settle. People tend to settle for other people because they think they're afraid that they're not going to be in a relationship or they're afraid that they're, you know, we're in bad past relationships or they're getting older so, you know, maybe this person's going to work out for them. It, I feel that definitely across the board people's standards have lowered and when, when you lower your standards to somebody that you want in your life, it causes a problem, let's say, that if you date for a year or so. So when you start searching to be in a relationship, people start desperately searching to be in a relationship. They they search based on something completely different than they should do their search on. The search should be on soul chemistry. And what happens when you have soul chemistry is it's way deeper than the superficial, you know, whatever, how good they look or, you know, what type of job that they have, which people always want to go, well, it doesn't matter what they do or how they look, but let's face it, that's not true. And I know that because I'm psychic, so please don't try to tell me that when you come to me. But that aside, that's not that's not abnormal. It's very, very normal. So you're amongst the normal people. So what I would rather people do is there's this thing called soul chemistry, and what that is is when you get a soul chemistry match, you – vibrate at the same vibration that these people are, you know, vibrating at. What happens is you create an energy between the two of you. You uplift each other. There's a different feeling down to a soul level where it's really uplifting. It's very empowering. There's just this huge connection. There's a lot of things in common that you have. Together, you guys can do more things, you know, more more things can be created as far as career. It's When you join energies together on a soul chemistry level, it really propels you forward as a couple. It propels you forward separately as individuals. But when, you, if you, instead of searching for a soul chemistry, instead of getting past the book and past the cover and, and seeing if there's a match on a deeper level, people tend to jump into these many relationships on the way to not realizing that there's an actual soul chemistry match for them. So they jump into these many relationships and they take so much of their time in these many relationships that that will really affect you finding a really great match. So instead of 
people get into relationships, these mini ones, all the time and know they're not a good match. That's what also just shocks the heck out of me. When I do readings and I'll say, this person's not a good match for you, they'll say, I know. Do you have any idea when we're going to get married or do you think it's going to get serious? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, did you not just hear what I said? And, and, and you just verified, I know, it's not a good relationship for me. So stop wasting your time with these mini relationships because you're afraid. It's, they get afraid of what's going to happen in the future. You really need to let the being afraid part go. If you're going to be in a successful relationship, you need to throw being afraid out the window or chance that there might be something better out there for you. And so you need to just trust that you are going to decide in your head what you're looking for. You need to decide if you want somebody who's stable financially or mentally or somebody who loves to travel, somebody who loves the outdoors. You need to create a picture in your head of what you're looking for, and then you need to just be open to what the universe brings you. So when you're out doing different things, don't just brush off somebody because they may not be as tall as you want them to be or whatever. Get that past that part just to see what more the person's about. You'll know pretty quickly if you have a soul chemistry match because you'll feel it. It's actually much better than what everybody else would just call a chemistry match. It's actually much better than that. It's not the same thing as people saying, oh, we just had chemistry, because a lot of times that's just lust. Let's face it. <laughs> it's not chemistry. It's a type of chemistry. Well, it's lust. a type. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you have to get past that initial part to know if it's a soul chemistry. And there are requirements. There are requirements as in you feel like a better person when you're with this person. You are propelled to different levels of being like, you know, feeling like you're really great in, in your career, you know, that you really can go out. And it's almost like a 10-foot-tall bulletproof type thing. You feel really uh, changed. You feel like you can do more things. You feel like you're better because of them. They want they want the best for you. You want the best for them. You don't have a smothering uh, relationship. You're not worried about what they're doing. You're not feeling like you're carrying the bulk of the relationship. You know, there's all of these different things that you can really avoid. Now, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. However, uh, this is just burning me. I need to ask this question. The things you're talking about, now, is this, you cover this in the book as well. Right. But the things you're talking about, uh, those are applicable not just in romantic relationships, but in business relationships. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, all, other, all other forms of relationships. Yes. I, what's the neat thing about it, and they're kind of universally applicable, aren't they? Right. Actually, that's a very good point, and that is brought up in the full chemistry book. What happens is, uh, we are created searching for soul chemistry. And people don't understand what it is or what they're searching for, so they just know that they're trying to get a match. They know that they're trying to match up in a relationship or whatever. And so they just keep searching and searching. And they keep, then they think, oh, this might be the person. Oh, this might be the person. But instead of having like a, a, a list or instead of holding it to a standard, well, I'm going to allow this type of person in my life the universe just sends them whatever that they want. And what happens is you end up mismatching. You end up with all these mini relationships. And you start getting afraid that there is no really great relationship out there. So then you start really settling for for more mini relationships. More people don't, don't match who you are or are not uplifting to you. People that possibly are rude to you. People that you don't trust around other women or men. You know, you just... you run into this whole ball of things, which makes your self-esteem go down, which makes you question more relationships out there. It's just a whole, you know, snowball of effects. So to make 
it's hard to get into this whole entire chapter. We're going to try to relate it to some people that have been waiting on the air for us forever now. But um, you, you really need to know that you have to get in deeper. If you're going to jump into all these mini relationships and test and feel like, well, maybe if I, if I, the thing with mini relationships, I actually like that. I like the mini relationships if you're going to continue to, you know, just say, okay, when you get in, this person is not a match for me. Let's try a different one. I like that because at least you try to connect with different people. It's when you stay in the many relationships for like two years or something, and then you knew from the first two months that this was not a good match for you, and then you continue to keep beating that drum. So they supersize the mini relationship. They supersize the mini relationship. And that's where the problem comes in because now let's say, you do that with four relationships, now you've wasted eight years when you could have very well found your soul chemistry match. And there's more than one soul chemistry match. It's not that there's one soulmate out there. You can have a very great soul chemistry match with, you know, with different people. So don't worry, you're not going to find So in relationship to staying longer than most people should in a mini relationship, uh, God knows that's never happened to me. Anyway that, um, you know, it, it depends somewhat on how long they want to take to learn the lesson? Yeah, it, it depends on how long it takes to get them to learn the lesson, and that's, a, that's right. So when you get into the many relationships, you really should know within the first couple months. You will know. If, if it's something that you should – if it's somebody that you really have a lot of different commonalities with, you, you know, they're good to you, you're good to them, you bring out the best in each other, you can you have the same values, you have some things in common. You cannot have a relationship with people that you absolutely have nothing in common with. I'm sorry, but I just never see that work out. I mean, you have to have some commonalities. You don't have to have everything in common, but you need to have some common things that you can enjoy, even if it's just having dinner out once in a while. You know, I have, I, I want to say real quickly, I see our colleagues are kind of um, gaining here, but um, I, I want to say I have some people like that in my life right now that I just absolutely love and adore, and they're not romantic relationships. And I count on them all the time, so those are very wonderful relationships as well. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean, in other words, that it, that it has, has to be romantic. Yeah, it, it, right. it's, it's really wonderful. Yes, and people should always have all, you know, soul chemistry with friends and all that. They should definitely, into, you know, bring that into their life. It's really amazing um, what that can do. But you definitely want to feel uplifted. You uplift them. You know, there's a lot of different things. And just to to get on board, if people, with what I'm saying also, there should not be people, you shouldn't be cutting each other down if you're in a relationship. There should be no name calling. If you start name calling in your relationship, forget about it. I mean, that to me is the most ridiculous thing ever. You're doing nothing but consciously and purposely trying to really hurt somebody and make them feel really bad about themselves. If they, if you are worried about them cheating on you, get out. There is no reason you should worry about your mate cheating on you. I don't care how you slice it, what's been happening. That's ridiculous. You're spending a ridiculous amount of energy doing that. This is a problem. And if you're, you know, if they're never there, if you don't do anything fun together, 
again, huge, huge problem. If they're, you know, negative, if the whole thing is based on negativity, or, and let's just cover the last one, which I hope everybody knows is abuse. If there's any type of abuse in there, mental or physical, I mean, there's no way, no how that that ever is going to create a wonderful environment for you. So um, I don't care what you think is happening. Those I don't promote. I don't see ever working out. It doesn't ever do a good thing. We should all know that by now. And one of my favorite sayings in relation to that, too, is what you permit, you promote. Right. So, so be careful of what you allow your, to happen to you. And we're going to take this first call, but that's the other thing. If you're, you know, when I do readings on people and I get a lot of them, well, how do you see this working out? Well, how do you see this working out? The thing is, the people, you guys all know. You know how things are going to work out. And if you're calling to ask me usually if it's going to work out, you have questions, you have doubts. And so that's usually a problem. So we're going to take this first caller because everybody's been waiting for a really long time. And like I said for everybody, uh, this is it's hard to talk about everything that that is in that whole chemistry chapter on on this very short first call. So we have a Skype caller on the air. Aloha. Hi. Hi. Aloha. I, I don't know. You're on the air. Did we lose you? We have some sound there, and now it's, yeah, the now audio's it's gone. Yeah, I think that it's uh, maybe they muted. Oh, now we lost them. We are going to go to our next caller, 574, area code. Hello? Hello? Aloha. Aloha. Hi. Um, my question was, uh, when do you see my husband coming home? And can you give me a little bit more of a background on that? I mean, coming home from? Okay, he's been wrongfully accused and he's in jail right now, and I just want to know when this is going to end. Um, it seems like there's some legal issues that possibly surround this for another year and a half to possibly two years. So it seems like um, I don't know about necessarily about him staying there, but there is legalities that has to be dealt with. It feels it feels like to me for up to two years. Okay. okay. You don't think he's going to be in there the whole two years? Um, that's hard to say. I'm not. Uh, well, we that's plan really on hard. these people who have wrongfully accused him, so that could be. No, it feels like the current. No, it feels like the current situation that you're talking about um, is a up to two year battle, year and a half to two years, and so I wouldn't. It feels like he's not coming. I I mean that he's being. He has to stay where he's at for a year and a half to two years. So, oh, all right. We have to make since he's innocent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I I feel for you. I I don't know what to tell you about that, but you know, um, just keep plugging away uh, with paperwork and stuff because it seems like uh, there'll be some stuff that you'll be able to find on paper or submit by paper that will help shorten this up. Okay. So just just keep plugging away it because it seems like there there'll, there'll be like a, something that you'll find that will. Um, 
how do I want to say it, like something that will help your case and, and it will be something that you can submit on paper that could shorten it up significantly. So don't lose hope, but just get very detailed, very, very particular in very small details because it seems like a small detail and it could literally shorten it up to six months. Okay. So just really fine-tooth comb it, okay? Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Good luck with that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a tough one. That's a horrible situation. Aloha, area code 647. Hi, this is Lulu. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your question? My question is, I had a telephone interview the second time on Friday, and uh, the outcome was supposed to be having them call me back on Friday. And I was wondering if they're just delayed in giving me an outcome or they're just not going to call back and I didn't get the job. Um, you were talking about yesterday, Friday, right? Yes. I was supposed to get the oh. outcome yesterday. It feels like they're indecisive um, at this point, so they were trying to make a decision, but I would keep looking Okay. if I was you. Uh, because I just feel like... Keep looking. I, it's not, necessarily, not necessarily because of the them calling you back, although I'm not really excited about the way that they're dealing with that um, because they should have called you when they said that they were going to, but I'm not really loving the place as a workplace for you. I'm not liking it as a great match. That's what I thought. And I think you, yeah, and so I think that them not calling you and you calling here is kind of a blessing. So yeah. um, just keep looking, okay? Okay, because I thought maybe it was my reference giving me a roadblock, but it's not. No, it's not your reference. It's the universe, and uh, they're I much larger to yeah. deal with. <laughs> so, I understand. Um, you, know, you don't want to get into some place that you are in for two to three months and then go, you know what, this is really not a good match. I wish I would have kept looking. Yeah, I'm looking okay. for something that uh, can just carry me through for a little while. But yeah, I, this is a, mm-hmm. I'm not liking the match for you. So yeah, sounds good just, to me. My okay. Are right. Okay, thanks so okay. much. Have a good one. You're, Bye. You're welcome. Bye. It's interesting because we usually get a ton of relationship calls and we have all these other calls. <laughs> okay, we have a Skype caller on the line. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question, and I guess it's going to be disappointing because I'm not calling about a relationship. Um, No, that's funny because (laughs) everybody on the other shows all call about relationships. I do a relationship show, and then I haven't had one relationship question. That's good. Okay, I'll make this brief. My question is my house is in uh, trying to be negotiated for a short sale. Correct. And it was... Well, it was supposed to go to foreclosure last Friday, but they did get a postponement, so it looks like they're working with it. But I want to know mm-hmm. if this is going to turn out favorable with the buyer that we have. And when you say turn out favorable with the buyer, what do you mean? In other words, if is this going to get approved, the short sale, and everybody uphold their end of the contract and the house be yes, sold? Yes, I feel like the short. Yeah, I feel like the short sale goes through. On this particular buyer that I have? 
I believe so. I, the bank wants this to go through. They don't want the okay. they don't want the property back. But so what's happened there, is the it, last couple buyers have backed out. I want to know if this one's actually going to work out. No, I think this one's more serious. I think yeah, that I, they really, yeah, they feel more serious to me or more stable, more mature in their decision making. You know. Okay, so you see this working out good so, for me then. Well, good as in you get to get not do it in foreclosure, yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, so I wouldn't. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Okay, we have area code 562. Hello? 562, you're... Oh, you're just, just listening? listening? Okay. No, All right. right, sorry. Okay, that happens sometimes. We actually have listeners uh, that, yeah, listen by phone. So we're going to go into the next caller. But one of the other things, it's really nice that we're having some other uh, other. Yeah, it's refreshing. Uh, It's funny because how you get the opposite of everything that you're doing. That's what the universe wants to do right now. Aloha, we have area code 215. Hi, how are you? Hi. Good. Aloha, I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, you must be having a wonderful time in Hawaii. <laughs> well, you know, it's not too bad it here. It's not <laughs> too bad, yeah. Okay. What can, um, what can I, I wanna, All okay. I want to know is what happened to my friend Richard. He was, a man, he was a man that I was talking to on the phone. I met him once. He wanted a romance, and I didn't. I just wanted friendship, and he hasn't called me back. And I really am curious, what happened to him? Richard's flaky. Yeah. I mean, okay. no, I'm serious. That's what happened to him. <laughs> okay. Richard's flaky. And, you know, I'm really glad. This is actually a good uh, thing to bring up because these are the types of things that when stuff like that happens, it's a very good sign that you didn't get into a relationship with this person because that's actually how they would be in a relationship. You know, and had you went the romantic way, you still might be calling going, what happened to Richard? Like, he was here last week. And, <laughs> you know, so it's really important that you um, you learn from from this type of thing. He, he's too flighty. He, he's very, he gets disinterested uh, pretty quickly. You know what I'm saying? So he he's kind of like a little kid that way. He goes from one relationship to another. And not just – men don't all just do that, but women do that as well. It depends on the person. So these are qualities. This is exactly what I'm talking about when people are looking for relationships, you know, now in your future, if there's somebody that you're interested in, that's the other thing, they will stick around. Like, if, let's say that you were interested in Richard. Let's just use that for, like, let's say it's future and you meet a guy named, I don't know, Steve or something, and you're interested in him, and he behaves like Richard, that's a problem. Then, obviously, don't wonder what happened to them. And I'm not saying this because of you, but I'm saying this because callers do this all the time. So if there's anybody out there in the future, in your future, that comes into your life that you're considering dating, and you're wondering if they like you and wondering, you know, if, if they are worth being in a relationship with, all women and men need to know that if another person is really interested in a relationship with you, they are going to let you know. And if you 
think, well, they're not letting me know they want to be in a relationship, so I'm going to keep looking around, and they get freaked out because you're looking around, they will be back and let you know. So nobody should be spending the time waiting. And I kind of feel like this is actually good information for you in the future. Okay? And which is kind of also why I went into that, is when you start dating and going in, in, in with some other relationships, don't ever sit around wondering, you know, if, if uh, you should be in a relationship with somebody or how much they like you. Because, you know, I mean, you can verify well, that. If you're wondering. It, if yeah, you're that, wondering. That's the whole thing right there, isn't it? Yeah, especially if you're wondering if you're, if you're a woman and you're wondering about a guy. Because a guy will let you know. So there's no wondering there. But anyways, yeah, Richard Flakey, good we didn't have a relationship with him and really just don't even worry about it. If he comes back into your life, be friends and enjoy, you know, chatting with him, and that's really the size of that. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great day. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. We have another Skype caller on the line. Oops. I don't know what happened there. Oh, there we go. Aloha. This is another Skype caller. Hello. Aloha. Can you hear us? We have a Skype. You're on Skype. You're on Skype? You know, we get issues with the Skype caller sometimes because I don't think that um, now they're gone. I don't think that they can't really tell if you just say your Skype caller on the line. Yeah. Area code 562. Caller, area code 562. Well, we're getting some calls. Just, yeah, we had one gentleman that was just listening. From yeah, the, maybe. Area code. Well, we'll just. Got mixed up there. I don't know. Let's try again. Yeah. We'll try, yeah. We have two 562 callers. Anyhow, so that was actually a very good, uh, good question that that woman had with us earlier when she was saying what happened to Richard because I get a lot of calls on relationships with men or women where they're saying, well, you know, how do I know if he's interested or how do I know if she's interested? And I want to just go, are you kidding? If you're wondering, there you go. That's the level of interest that you have with that person. If you're wondering what's happening, if you're wondering about them calling you, that's the level of interest. There should so the no question wonder. really should be... <laughs> In all honesty, how do I make them interested? This is really kind of what they're wanting to know. That's true. I mean, that really should be their good question, or that would be a better question, not is are they interested, how do I make them interested? But that's the other thing is who wants to spend all that time and energy making somebody interested? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the first uh, stages of a relationship and getting to know someone, you, you kind of need to be noticed in some way. Then you will be, it's particularly if it's, a, if it's a match like you're talking about. I mean, it's like two magnets coming together or, or apart, really. Not uh, repelling each other. I mean, the connection will be there and the interest will be there. Right. And, you know, another thing, uh, people, men tend to be really honest, too, when they don't want to be in a relationship. Uh, men and women tend to not believe them. It's the weirdest thing. So I think that sometimes that causes them to disappear or behave a certain way. But then, of course, you have the opposite where some of the men tell you something you want to hear to keep you roped in. So, you know, you really have to use your intuition when it starts, when you shouldn't wonder. You should be feeling secure about the relationship. You should 
feel that you have a lot of fun together, you should feel that it uplifts you. The energy should just be humming in a real rhythmic, uh, solid, harmonious fashion, like you're talking about. It's right. Like, it's like you can walk on water. Right. However, that doesn't happen the whole entire time. You no. will have fights. You will have things where you have disagreements and you will have, uh, you know, things where you're, you know, not really liking that person that week, but that doesn't mean you have to call them names. Exactly. It's <laughs> like you were talking about earlier. It's, you know, you have disagreements, you have arguments, uh, you get angry with each other, but if that, harm, that harmonious energy is there, you just realize that, you know, you basically have fallen out of balance or you can agree to disagree about a specific subject and then you're fine with it. Right. So that is actually true. But and what okay, the, uh, but I want to say, if you're fine with it, if you're some fine. people will say that they'll agree to disagree, but they're not okay with it, really. Right. And so they're not really uh, in harmony anymore. Well, and one of the other things that I actually want to um, address before that we get to the end of the show is um, people that are in relationships, that's another thing. They, one of the other major, this is actually huge, should have probably been addressed earlier, uh, things that I noticed in relationships is let's say that you actually have a pretty good match with somebody, they tend to get into the relationship and stop appreciating the things that they liked about that person, they appreciate, stop appreciating the good qualities that they had. Whether it be a, um, a spouse, the woman or the man, they stop appreciating each other and things start getting sort of humdrum and like, well, now they've left their shoes over there or, you know, they should have known that I was upset about this or whatever. And people start to nitpick each other at that point. And that really becomes a problem because if you actually have a good match, if you have a good spouse, a woman or a man, you have somebody that's really was uplifting in the beginning, respectful, that you guys can do some really wonderful things together, you have some good interests, and you start taking that for granted and you start not seeing them that way, somebody else will see them that way. And so that's another problem that uh, then usually they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they went and, you know, did this. They stop tending to their relationship. And that is something that you really can't, you can't ever do. You can't just ever think, you know what, okay, we've got into this relationship. We have soul chemistry. Now it's just going to be wonderful forever. Well, you know, that's, that's a good point that you bring up. I've heard you advise people on this before. It's like, you know, well, we've grown apart, and this isn't happening anymore, and the spark is gone. And your question is usually, well, what aren't you doing anymore that you were doing when things were working? Yeah, because what happens is I've also seen people with, that are really great matches for each other that just they start taking each other for granted, and that's it. They, I mean, they literally they get complacent. And they get they yeah. stop tending to the relationship. And I've been married 22 years, and you can't do that. You constantly have to tend to the relationship. You constantly have to see the good things about that person. You have to remind yourself of what great qualities that they have, and you have to you know, really appreciate the good qualities because everybody's not going to have all the qualities that you want. Like, I mean, you know, they're not going to always put their shoes where you want them to. They're not going to always call every time that they're supposed to. They're not going to always do everything. So stop nitpicking at the little things and understand that as an overall package, you have a pretty good person. And a really interesting thing about this actually to me is women tend to set the tone in a relationship so if there's any women out there that start, and women laugh every time I give this lecture, but they tend to start getting really cranky about their husbands when they come home or mad because, you know, they wouldn't do this with the kids or wouldn't pick up this or whatever, and they get cranky so when husbands come home, they set the tone of the whole night. The husband will get defensive. 
because they don't even know what they did. They just walked in the door, and the woman, woman's mad at them because she woke up and the shoes were in the wrong place, whatever it may be. So women tend to set the tone. And when, they, when the relationships start going really, really south and you're in a marriage or in a long-term relationship, the women really need to check what they're doing in a relationship. And that sounds very biased and sexist. Well, yeah, but I'd like to bring up a point in relation to that, though, because, I, and I know this, and I actually was, was had the blessing of, of uh, when my kids were born when I was married. I mean, I worked at night, she worked in the daytime, and so I, I was the caretaker and, and, and the homemaker in the daytime. And, boy, did I learn some lessons there. And most guys have no idea what it's like to run a household. So if you both, if you have a, a, a two-income household and you're both working, a lot of guys, when they come home, don't understand what it's like to run a household either. No, so, they don't. So the women can get cranky about that, and the guys here are kind of like, well, what's the big deal? I've been working on these engines all day or something like that, and they have no idea That's really true. what goes into being a homemaker, and more guys should have that experience. That, that's, a true, that's a true story. They don't realize what goes into that, absolutely. But what I want to say, the reason that I say how women set the tone is because men tend to forgive a lot quicker. So, like, if men get upset about something or whatever, you know, they, they, they'll forget about it in, like, you know, an hour, easy. Women will be mad at you for three days to a week, and I'm not even kidding you. Or sometimes so, longer. You know, it's, just, it's a curse. I have it myself, um, you know, and any women who don't have it, God bless you, because it's, that is an amazing thing to get a handle on. So... The reason I say women tend to set the tone is because, let's just say you're both on common, equal ground. If a woman gets mad at something, they'll want to go over it and go over it and go over it, and they may be mad about it the next day. The men, they'll get mad about it, and if the women decide to get over it, the men are good. Then they're done. They don't want to rehash it. They don't want to argue about it. That's normally how it goes. That doesn't mean that's how it happens in all relationships. But what I want, what I tend to notice is even with women that are homemakers, a lot of times when they're upset, they tend to be upset because they're not doing anything they love. They're not doing anything that they enjoy anymore. They're not doing anything to fulfill themselves. And when they become unhappy people because they're, 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 they're not loving being at home and they're not loving having some type of fulfillment in their life, they tend to take it out on their spouse when they come home. See, so women tend to be famous at putting things on the back burner. They don't follow their happiness. They tend to put their family first. They tend to put their husband first. They tend to put their kids first. And when they do that, they, you know, sacrifice themselves and they end up being an unhappy person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so there needs to be communication and balance. Yeah. The only way to do that is that's the big trap there is they should have known what I was thinking. You should have. We've been together for 20 right. years. You should have known what I was thinking. And I've, I've fallen into that before as well. And you know what? You need to talk about it. It doesn't matter. If there's a confusion, there's no such thing as if they don't know, then they shouldn't have known. Is no good, really. I mean, they just didn't know. Then you talk about, okay, well, here's the deal. Well, and one of the other things, too, is for anybody in any relationship, never hold the other person responsible for your happiness. I tend to notice when I um, do readings and even it, with people around me in my own life, a lot of times when you lash out at the person that you're with, a lot of times it's because you're unhappy about just something else. You're just unhappy at that point in time. And so, you know, you don't want to hold them responsible for your happiness, whether it be, you know, I'd be happy if you came home at this time or I'd be happy if you do this. You know what? If you'd be happier if they came home and they're not coming home at that certain amount of time, then you shouldn't be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're choosing so many different things. This, this really could 
gets really intricate. So understand what you're choosing. Understanding if you're choosing to be in the relationship, not go, you know, hostage to your happiness. And understand that you really need to do some things in your life to make sure that you're fulfilled and happy in order for a relationship to work. So, so and at that point, I would like to say, because we're running out of time, to remind them of the Hawaii Women's Expo that's coming up. Yep. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. You'll be doing lectures. Lectures and mini readings. And also uh, watch for the book. I won't be on the radio next week. And you can check out my website at www.jenniferopsychic.com. Um, oh, and I have a new YouTube video out. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll talk about that on the yeah. next show. It's a good, it's a good video, though. Yeah. So um, I'll be doing more of those, and you can find that on my Facebook page. So if you're not on my Facebook, go to the uh, JenniferOpsychic.com website, become a Facebook friend. You can check out my YouTube video, and and you can stop by the booth and and, uh, and receive a, a Lomi Lomi chair massage. Oh yes, Lomi Lomi chair I'll massage also. So, all right. Aloha, everybody. Have a wonderful uh, weekend. weekend. Holiday weekend. Yeah. Aloha. Wonderful.